Welcome to the Brickworks podcast, an extension of the studio based here in Burnham-on-Sea. Our aim for this podcast is to have a completely open forum for conversation. This could be about art, life, mental health, or even how the world is burning down around us right now. Whether you're listening to this whilst on a run or relaxing at home, we hope you enjoy our mild-mannered rambles. Thank you. So guys, I just wanted to quickly jump in before the podcast started and just say a little bit of a trigger warning. Some of the stuff that me and Owen discuss in this podcast is quite heavy and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know. No, it's weird though, isn't it? Like how we associate ourselves with like what we wear in a way. Like we sort of build up this sort of understanding of how we dress and how we associate ourselves with that. It's like... But it's like I I, I look at myself and I'm like... I'm gonna wear the same stuff yeah. every day. Yeah. The OB detailing brand. And then I go and put a normal t-shirt on. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this feels weird. And also the fact that I now tuck my t-shirt in all the time. Mm. Mainly so I don't show my ass crack off when I'm bending <laughs> yeah. over doing a, a car. Yeah, good. But well. even when I'm not now, it, it just feels normal and comfortable. Honestly? It's so weird you say that because I've done exactly the same thing. Like, I started tucking in, started tucking in my t-shirt when I was like, I don't know about uh, when I was living in Cheltenham. It's like a style thing. Yeah. I just started like really getting into like men's fashion. I noticed like a lot of people were tucking their shirts in. I was like, oh, I'll try it, see if it suits me. The first time I did it, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Tucking my shirt in, and now I do it with like, every t-shirt, turtlenecks. It's like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but. It's interesting you say it from a like a practical perspective, whereas for me it's like <laughs> actually it makes me look slimmer, so I'll rock it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, so between when we went into lockdown, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to touch on this later, but I went and got a job at Tesco's. I did okay. night shifts at Tesco's. Yeah, and I all of a sudden just started shedding weight because mm. I left the pub. Oh, yeah, 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 true. I'm not walking into the kitchen. Yeah. The chips are on the hot plate. Yeah. I'm not taking two, three chips every time I walk in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's, you're turning into 60, 70 chips a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking like two full plates. Two and a half point. stone I lost over the first lockdown. Christ. Just from not eating crap. Didn't change anything else about me. That's so interesting. That it was just a case just of a like case of not, not having it there. Yeah, not picking. Mm, it's weird though, because I think we as like human beings naturally like, I don't know if the people watching or listening to this podcast can hear, but it sounds like somebody's having a fucking street fight outside. <laughs> did somebody turn the, yeah, did somebody turn like the Nintendo 64 on or something? Yeah. Like, it sounds like they're going crazy. But um, <clears throat> no, it's weird. Cause like we naturally like, cause we're, I heard this on another podcast actually about like being hunter gatherers, like naturally as us as humans, we, want to hunt and gather food for our families or whatever but also we naturally just eat we're we're in a we have an association with food now especially because food is so common and so easily obtainable yeah i.e yourself when you're working at the pub the chips were just there it's almost natural to just like take one or two and it's like breaking that habit or coming out of that situation can actually be quite difficult yeah um because like I used to work at uh, 
like um oh, what was the garage name it was down on the barrow road texaco before yes. it all got changed <clears throat> and they used to oh fuck oh, i just remembered they used to have these really cheap flapjacks you know like flapjacks yeah. that are just sugar there yeah, isn't actually really any hard, other. They're not yeah buttery. like the ends are rock hard but the middle is so gooey because the sugar never actually like yeah. melted properly yeah oh fuck i'd eat like one of those every shift man it was not good yeah. but it was because it was there mm. and like breaking that habit was like the hardest thing and it's weird that you say that because it's like by you not being in that being able to do yeah. that it, it didn't it, you just didn't you know what i mean yeah exactly you don't think about it and and also like on a, i used to do sunday night shifts and sunday night shifts are always the boring ones so me and um my friend jenna we would always be doing the sunday nights and we mm. them sunday fun days mm. and we get to about eight o'clock at night and the kitchen would then close and the kitchen staff would then go and it's like well what do we do mm we got a few drinkers, you know, you don't want to be left on your own. I should have really been sending her home to save money, but I never did. I hope my, that Gail doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but so we'd be like, I was like, do you want some ice cream? And we'd go, we'd obviously pay for it. Yeah. We put the ice cream through the till. I'd go out of the back. I'd, mm. But her bowl would be like two scoops. Yeah. My bowl would be like six scoops. <laughs> it would be costing me an absolute fortune yeah, in ice yeah. cream. <laughs> There was just nothing else to do. I'd do my beer orders. Mm. Um, she would then have her bowl. I'd have my bowl. And it's just like, well, the fact that now I don't have easy access to food when I'm out and about, I do at the moment because I went to uh, the Highbridge Bargain place yesterday <laughs> and bought a load of crap. <laughs> but normally I was like nothing in the van. So, mm. And I'm out. I normally start at eight on a weekday and I'm out till eight, nine o'clock normally. Uh, yeah. At the moment, I'm not really staying out of late because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, the beautiful thing of being your own business. Yeah. <laughs> controlling and I just went and booked a new tattoo in and it felt really good. He was like, oh, when do you want to book it for? He's like, can you do the third? I'm like, do whatever day I want. I'm self-employed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because I booked it in March after the next time I give blood. So that... <laughs> That in itself felt really weird because it's the first time that I've booked something in since being self-employed where I could literally just go whenever. Yeah. Do it whenever. Whenever yeah, suits yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I'll just take that day off and work another day. It's weird, isn't it? Because like, I don't know if you... <laughs> it feels similar to when you finish school. Yeah. Like when you finish school, you've got so used to that Monday to Friday, you're in school and then suddenly it's like, shit, I can go and get... Chinese on a Tuesday yeah. at lunchtime if I want there's nothing stopping me no. it's the same feeling like when I like because I've been in and out of employment like you know working for garages mm -hmm. or whatever like I worked at Breen Leisure Park two years ago uh, <laughs> mate, honestly the worst best job I've ever yeah. done like it was terrible but I loved every fucking minute of it because the people <laughs> I worked with were hilarious and didn't really care. Yeah, that, you know that's, what I mean? that's the thing. It's Hopefully Breen Leisure experience. Park don't watch this no. or Breen Unity. Basically any yeah. previous employees <laughs> of us turn don't off. watch. Yeah, <laughs> just turn off straight away. Uh, um, it's going to be funny when my dad watches this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> employee, employer. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, you did what? <laughs> like, but it's, um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, I remember when, because I sort of started being a full-time artist sort of, when I went off to do my masters was when I sort of really started focusing on being an yeah. artist. 
And that's when it was kind of the moment where I was like, oh yeah, I can do what I want when I want. And now I'm still in that stage and it still is a bit weird. Yeah. And it's still like, oh, yeah, I can do this when I want. And it's like, there's nothing actually tying me down. Well, apart from the studio, there's nothing yeah. actually tying me down. It's such a weird feeling. Yeah, it's like, although in the back of your head, you're like, well, if I'm not working, I'm not earning. Because mm. it is for me, like I don't have another income coming in. So yeah, totally. When I finish that job on that day, I get paid for that day's work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... I used to, every year, take... I'd always work New Year's Eve, and I'd always work New Year's Day. Mm. And then I'd have the 2nd to the 12th off, and that's 10 days, just for my birthday. I'd go away skiing, I'd just take time for myself, I went up to see my ex-girlfriend last year when we were together. And I, knowing in the back of my head, I'm still getting that paycheck. Mm, Whereas mm. now I'm like, I'm taking three days off, that is minimum, I do not want to take any more. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, that's the strange thing, though, isn't it? It's like... I think that's the thing that people always struggle with with self-employment yeah. is that you don't have a safety net. No. The safety net is fucking out the window and down the road. Like, yeah. if you if it goes wrong, it's on you. Unless you're sensible with money. Yeah, not me. Which I wasn't <laughs> until about 18 months ago. Um, now, my ex called Molly, and I'm, I'll reference her a lot. Um, so we're just going to call her Molly because that's her name. Um <laughs> She was a massive help and I don't have a bad word to say about her and I won't let anyone have a bad word to say about her. That's good, she though. is still my best friend. Mm. Um, it is recent, we broke up, but the understanding's there is we're in different parts of our life. Yeah, She's of still at university doing her placement, yeah? Yeah. I'm self-employed, doing my own thing and don't have that much time. And it was her Perfect. decision, it wasn't mine. If it was mine, we'd still be together. But yeah. without her my financial situation would be the complete opposite. Mm. So as of this month, I have paid off all my debts. Congrats. Um, at the beginning of this year, I had nine grand of debt. Don't worry, you're talking to a student with yeah. 50 odd, so yeah, I feel the you, pain. But yours is relative. You got something out of it. Mine True. was buying crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I got so a friend like that as well. Yeah. When I got furloughed, from uh, the pub obviously I then got my furlough pay but they laid us off the day before they they announced the furlough pay Mm. so we all left like we're not going to get any money Mm. because we didn't know about the furlough scheme yet Mm -hmm. so I literally got a phone call well I didn't even get a phone call this is how unprofessional they were I got a Mm. snapchat from my boss telling me not to come to work today because we're closing the pub so within an hour of that happening, I had applied for a job at Tesco's. Mm. And within 24 hours, I had a job interview. <laughs> um, I got the job. Uh, it was only a temporary job. It was night shifts, the most mm. dullest thing in the world. And I probably will not do it again. But I've met an incredible person who will potentially be my employer, uh, employee. Cool. Um, but that's something to touch on later. Um, so with then doing that, I then got paid from that. Mm. I then got paid my furlough pay. Yeah. So we're talking a good, like, nearly two grand coming yeah. in. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. still got bills to pay. I've still got this and that. And I still wanted to buy myself nice things. Mm. But a lot of it went on to pay my, off my debt. And by the end of May, I was at two grand left to pay off. That's incredible. Then I got made redundant. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um so I got my last paycheck from the Fox and Goose at, in August. But prior to this, knowing that I was getting made redundant a month before I had a month's notice, mm. um, the decision was made to take OB detailing full time. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of 
investment that had to be taken into it. Of course, I had the basis there. It's been a part-time job since 2017. Yeah. Uh, running out the back of my golf. Um, so I had, you know, the jet wash. The had bits of equipment. That yeah, yeah, that yeah. I needed yeah, um, totally. to get me by. And then it was, right, how am I going to take this full-time? So I'm going to yeah. need a van. Yeah. That's going to cost a lot of money. Now mm. it's on lease, so... It, but I don't have to worry about the running costs. Yeah. Um, a water tank, mm. a generator, and then just the wood to line it all, to make it all mm. professional, the sign writing, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we're talking that my debt's back up to about seven grand mm. um, once I've bought everything I need. And then work my ass off. And like I said earlier, I've paid all my debt off as that's of this so month. sick yeah um now i don't i do say what i earn and i'm very passionate for what i earn but i work hard and i mm. know that and you get out what you give mm. now i know that some people it seems like gloating mm. but when you are talking to people with the same mindset to achieve to yeah. to win at life to win make success and when you're talking about success to somebody who's employed who's also making success or wants to make success mm. you have this bond with them that is different to me talking to someone who's on benefits yeah totally because they don't have the drive they I know I'm stereotyping yeah. it and it, it no, no, shouldn't no, be no, but no. a lot of people get comfortable with that is what I'm trying to yeah. say um, so when they see me and I'm taking in a thousand pounds a week sometimes mm. uh, more if i'm lucky and i've worked hard enough then they will see that as oh he's just showing off what he's got mm. Mm. and it's not a case of that um i'm proud to say that i've paid off all my debt I'm, yeah yeah well I'm, you should be man like that's that's a fucking big thing to yeah. be proud of you know what i mean especially at your 24? 24 25 next month 25 next month yeah. happy birthday for next Thank month you. <laughs> like yeah to be debt free already and running your own business yeah fuck yeah that's something yeah. to be proud about it's not gloating by any means yeah. what would be gloating is if you were walking down the street and throwing money yeah. you know that's gloating like yeah. and that's the thing that it really it does frustrate me a little bit when people get get annoyed at other people's success yeah you shouldn't be getting annoyed at other people's success. You should be getting inspired by it. Exactly. Oh. My, uh, one of our sponsors, Steve, <laughs> just dropped some arrows through. <laughs> Shout out, Steve. Um, I'll have to text him later. <laughs> you'll, be, wonder, you'll be editing I, this like next week going, I was meant to text him. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he probably did, but because we're like, po I don't know, because we're podcasting, it's like, I just wondered what that was coming through the letterbox. I thought it was dogs. Like, yeah, I thought it was. It's like, like, what the fuck is that? It's actually orange arrows. If You can't see it on the podcast, but you'll see it for the exhibition on the 19th. Get your tickets. Shout out. Anyways. I'm coming. Yeah. I've got mine. <laughs> Owen will be here. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing is like, it's very easy to put success as monetary value. Yeah. Like, so, and for me, it's something that I've always fought with in my own mind, not in society, but in my own mind, because I'm lucky enough to come from, you know, a background, you know, that we're middle, it's a middle-class family that yeah. I'm in, you know, middle so to working class. Like, you know, I, there has been times that we've struggled, including myself in that as a family, but we've never been on the breadline, as far as I'm aware, mm. unless my parents are good at hiding it. Um, and I've been in financial problems as well. But you've 
got to be in those places sometimes. So like talking about um, yourself working at the Fox & Gooch, your previous employment, Bar yeah. Tesco's. Whilst doing OBD detailing at the same time, there was probably a drive to do more detailing because yeah. you didn't want to necessarily be in that environment working. You might have enjoyed it in some way. Oh, yeah, so I've always been in the hospitality. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my mum was has trained as a chef and she was in hospitality for years. My mm. dad's in the wedding industry yeah. doing exactly the same. But that's totally. where I started. I went and did weddings. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was a waiter for eight years for Strawberry Fields. Mm. Um, and then... I wanted, I got fed up with the late nights, the long days. Yeah. Um, and also the fact that I didn't have a regular income. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was always a part-time thing. Okay, I was some months obviously busier in the summer than in the winter, but mm. I'd do 260 hours in an August. And yeah. then in like November, it'd be like maybe 100. Yeah. it's still a good when you're 15 16 17 it's, that's great oh man that's good money at that yeah. age you know what i mean it's good experience and, and I, as well. i've always been someone that's say or saved i've always wanted to buy myself nice things so when i was 14 i bought myself an apple mac nice. with the money that i earned yeah yeah obviously i was pot washing yeah. and doing a few waiting shifts mm. but i saved up what was it grand for a macbook yeah. well in, i had an yeah, imac yeah, so yeah. an actual mac Oh yeah, easy. Didn't even have the laptop. Yeah. Pounds then. yeah, so I saved all that money from working and then everyone at school was like, oh, will your parents buy you that? Mm. And it's the same when I had my first car. I didn't yeah. buy myself a crappy car. I no. bought myself an 11 plate polo, which when you're 17, what, what, how old am I now? <laughs> was that seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah seven yeah. years ago, an 11 plate car was relatively new. You didn't yeah, buy those for a first car. Whereas now an 11 plate car is what you buy for a first car. Yeah. Which is really weird and strange. And when you think about that, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh my God. Mate, mine's a 2007. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, upgrade. Yeah, it's like, mm, probably about time. Yeah. But no, I totally agree. And I think that's the thing is like, we all have different goals. Yeah. We all have different aspirations, whether it's financial wealth, physical growth, whatever it is, we all have different aspirations. And sometimes people will see your aspiration as, you know, something that they want to obtain, yeah. but don't know how. And it really pisses me off when people turn that into jealousy or turn mm. it into anger towards somebody else, because why not just talk to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why not just have a conversation? And uh, I've, uh, for me personally, I've dealt with, you know, people who have been close to me in the past who now, for some reason, dislike me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. And dealing with that can be quite difficult. And I'm not saying that's the situation you're in or anything like that. But the thing that I've learned from those situations or being in that, that predicament is that sometimes you just have to focus on you. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to go, okay, this is going on. But right now, my focus needs to be on this, me, yeah. what I'm doing. And I think by the sounds of things, yourself is going through that or, or you've in that situation where you've now transitioned to being full-time self-employed. It's like, fuck, man, there's no more yeah. focus that needs to be on something than that. Like, you know, you're doing something you enjoy. And it's not gloating to be talking about it in a, you know, oh, I feel like I've done well. What it is, yeah. is pride. It's exactly. pride in yourself that you've got yourself into this position because you've worked hard. You've, as we've said before, we were podcasting. You grafted to get to that point. Yeah. You know that's something to be fucking proud of. Like I was, so I 
have someone I went to school with, haven't spoken to them since I left school eight years ago. Mm. And they've set up a small independent business mm. um, selling wax melts. Cool. So I, they messaged me and I was like, right, how much are they? You know, all this. And then she sent me through the price list and I was like, you can't be making money on that. Mm. So I will always help people in the, who need help. Like, mm. I don't have a business mind, but I understand business because yeah, you have to, because yeah, you yeah, run yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't go to sit form and study. I didn't go to university to study it. Mm. You, I've literally learned as I've gone along. And I was in her situation where I was underpriced everything mm. and you go well actually no you're the quality of the product you're delivering whether that being her wax melts or whether it being the finished result of my cars that yeah. i'm doing you need to price it what you're producing totally so i worked we did a number of nights where i was there mm. We were snapchatting each other, going through her pricing, finding out how much things are costing. Yeah. And we've done a whole new pricing list for her where she's actually making a profit. Making, rather than making 10 pence profit, yeah. she's making 80% profit, yeah. which is where you need to be. Yeah. Um, and I was going to invest, but something's happened where um, she doesn't need my investment, which is great. Yeah, that's fantastic so, to be in that situation. To be in that sure. situation that she doesn't need my investment, mm. absolutely, that's fine. Mm. Um, I will always okay there's a benefit for me to invest because she will get my support and vice versa vice versa yeah but she doesn't need it so there's I think that's the thing is like you know especially as a startup it's so easy whether it's car detailing or photography mm -hmm. it's really easy to underprice yourself and undervalue yourself because oh, yeah. that's what you're doing and it's been you know, it's interesting that you sort of say that with your friend making the wax melts. Also, give me those details because that sounds like a sick Christmas present, you know. <laughs> That's just so. some good gifts. Although you should have got the prices before. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say I should have got the discount. No, I'm joking. Um, but that's the thing is like, it's really easy to do that, especially um, a friend of mine uh, who will remain nameless for now. Um, <laughs> she, she sort of said about it's really easy to underprice yourself in a small town. Yes. Because you feel like you shouldn't be charging X amount. You know, for example, um, my hourly rate as a photographer is like 40 something pounds. I mm -hmm. don't have the exact figures. I should really know that. Yeah. Um, I have a piece of paper that I give people. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got two figures of an hourly rate. I've got yeah. my valeting hourly rate yeah. and I've got my detailing hourly yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that I need to probably do because like obviously with this place, I'm not just working as a photographer now. You know, when people come to me and ask for like portfolio reviews and stuff like that, I should really have an hourly rate for that. But anyways, in like the last sort of year and a half, I've sort of, I've always struggled with this idea of like, people buying into what I make. As an artist, it's really weird that somebody, I still find it really weird now that somebody wants to buy something that is a piece of me because yeah. uh, previous discussions I've had with other people, as an artist, there is a piece of you in that artwork, Absolutely. whatever it is. Um, and it's really strange that people want to buy into that as a concept from my perspective. And it's only now that I've started to realize the value of myself in my artwork and my time and what it takes for me to make. So I recently did um <clears throat> I recently did a commission for Seed, which is Sedgemore Council's yep. art department. And 
it was a great commission, don't get me wrong, but it didn't take a lot of my time to make the images that they wanted and go produce it. But the pay was what I, sh you know, I charge. And I remember having the phone call with her. And this is where the, my two sides of my brain have been like fighting simultaneously mm -hmm. for years now. I remember the phone call with the lady that commissioned me and uh, talking about what is going on outside the <laughs> studio right now. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, half past what is it four on a th Friday is not the time to be uh, podcasting. But anyways, um, I remember having the conversation with her, and she was like, "Oh, so how much do you charge? Like, what's your day day rate?" And because I wanted to do the commission, I almost said, oh, I'll do it for X amount, yeah. which would be way less than what my actual figure was. And I stopped and I had a little moment in my brain for like a split second. I said, no, this is like a little battle of like, I'll oh, do less because it's a good commission. You yeah. need it, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other side of my brain was like, fuck that. Like you work hard. You should be getting paid what you work for. Like you put yourself in these positions. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that side of my brain. Mm. And then, yeah, I went off and did the commission. They paid me what, what my you, rate was. Yeah. And it's really sh easy to undervalue that. It's really easy, especially when you're first starting out. I know I've been doing this 10 years and I'm mm. still having this battle. Yeah, was, I'm still, we were talking about the E-types earlier. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the fact that I had no control of how much I could charge because there was already an agreement with In place. the previous detailer who was meant to do it. Yeah. So the fact that I undercharged by, oh, I think, I, well, the loss, it should have been £450 a car and I charged mm -hmm. £500 for both. Like, mm -hmm. not what I should have been doing, yeah. but the fact that now he knows the fact that I, he was had a cracking deal on yeah. his half, um, but he wants me to do his Ferrari Dino in the new year. Jesus, that's yeah. a nice car. And he knows that there will be a price increase because the work that he's now seen me produce he knows the value he knows the it. value yeah 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 yeah. So and I, you know the value in yourself yeah. like that's the thing is learning that bit and it sounds like your friend who makes these you know wax melts hadn't quite come to that conclusion no. yet which by the sounds of things she's at yeah and that's the thing that i'm trying to reiterate to young artists and myself is that value yourself don't overvalue because it's very easy to be like oh i'm a thousand pounds yeah. like no if you if you if if you, you you need to start at a level totally 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 but totally when you start seeing those numbers pick up yeah bookings yeah, yeah. coming in commissions yeah that's when you know right okay need, my stock value is going yeah. up yeah so the way that i've done it was when i started out i did my prices and mm. my prices were competitive with others around here mm. now not competitive to your hand wash down behind bnm yeah but I'm producing something completely different to what they are. Totally. And the expectation there is different. So totally. Well, they, for example, you wouldn't take an E-type Jag there. Some people will. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you should get me because they're my favorite car. Um, but I was priced at it competitively and because it was my first time, I put on right until I started in August 2017. So until the 31st of October 2017, I offered 35% off, mm. knowing that's going to get me out there. Yeah, it's going to build Once your brand. Once I hit that, and everybody knows because I kept publishing that, yeah. oh, on the 31st, you've got this much time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. On the 1st of November, the prices went to full price. Yeah. There was no discount. Yeah, totally. Um, and then they stayed at that level 
until well they were meant to go up in september this year they mm. ended up going up in august because of me going full-time and i needed that extra income yeah, yeah yeah and i knew that i was not priced at a place where it was feasible feasible for you to continue full-time yeah so but i have a lot of regulars mm. and i didn't want to annoy them so all my regulars are still on my 2017 prices yep. until april this year until the new tax year yeah um one, to keep them in the good books and totally. keep them around. But two, they understand. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with pricing is like, sometimes you do have to cut your price down a little bit mm. for certain things. Opportunities, you know, some opportunities are a case where you have E-types. to take it. E-types, for example. Yeah. And, you know, I've had commissions in the past where I've worked for very little amount of what I should because the opportunity was yeah. great. So I get that. But then it is also okay, like it's by the sounds of things, you're in a situation now where you know your value. And I think that's the, the yeah. that's a big stepping stone in starting a business, an art studio, whatever it is, is knowing the value of that. Yeah. So my day rate now is 250 pound. Mm. My day rate when I was thinking, right, how, how much do I need to earn to make this feasible? Right. Yeah. I need to earn a minimum of 50 pound a day. Mm. That will pay my bills, right? So let's go, right, £100, that will make me live comfortably. I can yeah, yeah. savings, yeah. stuff like that. And so that's what I priced myself at. I was like, right, if I want to get the booking, I'm not saying that's what I told people how much I was. I'm saying mm. that's how much I wanted to earn minimum. Mm. Um, so whether that's having one full valet a day because they're £100 or whether I'm having three regulars, something mm. like that, then that, that hit my threshold. But now I'm like, well, actually, I can fit more in. Yeah. things don't take as long as they did when I was in the car because it's all to hand in the van so I can fit another car in right so now my minimum is 150 but I'm aiming for 250 yep. 250 pounds a day you know that's a good solid day's work 12 totally. hours totally. 12, totally they get 12 hours of my time yeah. um, so I have taken on a booking in January mm. for two days um, for a fellow detailer to come to Burnham and train with me. Cool. So he's coming, he's bringing his van, we're going to work on his van. Yeah. And he sent me a message, actually. So he did an order for a couple of 3D prints I'm doing at the moment. Mm. And so I shipped them to him, and then he messaged me t- saying... I want to find the message actually because it's actually a really nice message. Do you want to move the mic a little bit closer as well? Yeah. There you go. That's perfect. All right. Let me have a look because I understand where he's coming from in an inspirational point of view. Mm. Um, because I have that inspiration to other detailers, um, such as Valet Nova, who I went down to Bournemouth a couple of weeks ago and did some training with him. Now mm. I learned how to wet sand a car there. Yeah. So that's now something else I offer. It's not saying It's that a new skill. It's an also very niche skill. Because mm. when you get a deep scratch in a certain location, you can get out. Mm. Whereas I'm thinking more on the bigger side that I want to wet sand an entire car to get the orange peel out now. Yeah. Somebody who's going to pay that has to be somebody who loves their car. Yeah. And wants it's to a, a £3,000 like, job job yeah <clears throat> so but this guy sent me a message who's now coming down to do training and um and said to me it actually hit quite hard um because i now know how that i'm now an inspiration to someone that's i've 
being an inspiration to someone else. Yeah, totally. So I know how he feels. So it says, uh, you give me a lot of inspiration in the whole business mindset, and I hope to become half the detailer you are. I'm hoping to get my own van at the start of the new year and really get my business going once I've sold my car. It's very difficult to run out the back of a hatchback. Now, I know exactly how he feels <laughs> because I ran my business out of my Golf and my Polo for years. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to him and I said, look, I know exactly how. We connected on that level because mm. we've both come from the same place. Mm. Um, he's just got a job as a firefighter, permanent job. Cool. So he's going to That's he's gonna do exactly what I did. Yeah. Um, have a full-time job mm. and make this into the full-time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I was, I just messaged him back saying, hey, remember that in the new year when you're, you're uh, booking in for a training day with me? And he went, I'm down for it. And then like all of a sudden he's booked in for two days training. That's so sick. Um, but then that's where the Fox and Goose comes into play because I messaged them, can I have some accommodation? Mm. His friends and family rates. Yeah. So the Fox and Goose are still looking after me even in the middle yeah, of Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, totally. But I understand why they had to make me redundant. So... And if I can throw them some of these to stay in their rooms for a couple of nights, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? 100%. So, but yeah, the fact that I now have my first trainee coming down in the new year <laughs> yeah, man, is incredible. So cool. um, and it's so cool that he has a similar journey through yeah. this as well, because it's sort of so much more relatable to you as well, I think. Like, yeah, I've had assistants in the past, um, and it's weird because you, you end up talking to them and it's like, oh shit I was in the same place five years ago like yeah. it's really weird like but in a cool like okay let's do this sort mm -hmm. of thing like with the brickworks for example we've got um a couple of people that want to come in and do like uh work experience you remember like in school yeah. doing work experience in college and there's a couple of like different artists who want to come in and do assisting work on curating exhibitions or podcasting and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to start like it's crazy because we're both in our mid-twenties as well. This is the reality yeah. check I try and keep giving myself is that, shit, I'm only 25. Yeah, <laughs> like, we've got a long way to go, yeah. 100%. Even and, though they're moving the retirement age yeah, further and further away from us. Imagine what it's going to be like <laughs> when we're like 75 and retirement's like 95. Yeah. It's like, fuck. <laughs> like, polishing those yeah. cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bending over and you're like dislocating discs. It's like, yeah. mm. <laughs> like um But yeah, it's really interesting actually to be in that position because it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I was there mm. as an artist and like being like, oh, can I come and assist with you to learn something? It's really, yeah, it's really a strange dynamic I found. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, as I said to you before, like sitting down and listening to people and understanding stories as part of what I do for a living as a photographer. But also I enjoy helping and helping other people to develop skills. And by the sounds of things, this individual is coming to help with you. It's yeah. learning to, so to learn those things. I... I'm never comfortable with my skill set. Mm. I will always want to learn more. Mm. So I'm always looking for the next opportunity to learn something else. So my next opportunity will be paint protection film. Mm. I want to learn how to do that and offer that as another... It's, it's like just a another clear vine, Yeah, it's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. But I am... So next year I'm getting my unit. Cool. Um, and I can finally get a car again because I have somewhere to store it. Yeah, yeah. And I want to get a car that is going to be my showpiece. Mm. Now, I'm going to spend all this time and all this money on this car. And it's <laughs> yeah. going to look immaculate. And then I'm going to drive it on the road. Cool. How do you protect that? Yeah. Well, yeah. you can say, all right, we'll protect it with wax, ceramic coatings, things are yeah. offer now. Yeah. But you just know that 
if a stone ship comes flying at you at 70 mile an hour, that yeah. ceramic coating's not going to stop that. No. And PPF will relatively stop it. Mm. You'll scuff against the bumper. Mm. The PPF's generally going to save it. Mm. It is so tough and versatile. Mm. It sounds like a really... It's not bulletproof. No. Obviously. Well, could you imagine if it was? <laughs> should we very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, should we shoot your show car no. as a test? <laughs> but um, no, that sounds really interesting because I've seen... It's uh, we as people everybody knows who watch this podcast. I end up talking to whomever the guest is for God knows how long before we actually sit down and we talk already had this conversation. Yeah, we already <laughs> spoke about it. But um, <clears throat> no, it's really interesting because like I'm mean, when you were saying it not even half an hour ago, like the smile on your face, like I could fucking feel that yeah. energy coming from you, like this next step, getting a unit, and all of these things. It's like. It's weird because that's exactly how I felt when moving in here. Yeah. I was like, that, like, oh my God, I'm doing this. Like, I'm making this commitment. I'm now stepping that big step forward, you know, yeah. like. Well, I could already have a unit now, mm. but the commitment was too much. Totally. Um, they wanted a 10-year lease in yeah. this current economic. Okay, no. you can say, well, your business is going really well. Yeah, yeah. But what happens in 18 months time? Yeah. What happens in five years? What happens in five? Yeah, there was yeah. a five-year break. Yeah. Okay, I could get out in five years, but something can drastically change in that. Totally, time. and it was it was the same for us moving in here because the the landlord wanted three years minimum, mm. but we were able to sort of you know meet with them and sort of show and understand that we're not just moving in here to fucking party. This is a serious space to use, so we're able to get a year's license and yeah. we're able to use this space for a year with the idea of if we do stay afterwards to top up and go on yeah. to a longer lease. So it having that versatility is kind of key because you you want to be able to do that. But I suppose in 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 your circumstance, it's almost like you kind of want to have a space locked in but not necessarily to the point where yeah. there's no get out. Well, it, it, the place that I've managed to, it's not 100% confirmed yet, but the potential place is too good to let go. Mm. Mm -hmm. and the price that it's priced at and the size that I'm getting, mm. it will do me for five years or so. Yeah, totally. And I, I set out my goals for a five-year goal, and I try mm. and achieve that in 12 months. Mm. Try my mm. hardest. Because what's the point of it? You're just dragging out that long-term goal. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. There's no point. If you can achieve it sooner, achieve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's always stuck by me is set out a long-term goal, try and achieve it as soon as possible. Mm. Um, because you'll then set yourself more goals and achieve more in your lifetime than you would expect to. Mm. And mm. if you don't do that, you don't set out goals then you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for the, the wonderment of what to do with life yeah. again. And you'll you know? get comfortable and complacent. Totally. And then you'll lose your customers because there'll be other things that are going on, bigger and better. Yeah, and I suppose, especially when you're in a, a heavily competitive industry, which detailing is mm -hmm. by the looks of things, you know, obviously I don't know that industry very well, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's it's constantly evolving, you know, learning new skills, yeah. is constantly developing, whether that's from a, you know, a physical skill of learning how to, you know, use paint protection or, you know, developing your branding, developing your, you know, web presence and mm -hmm. Instagram. And, you know, we were talking about uh, yourself sort of vlogging as such when you were doing those E-types yeah. and it's like, 
yeah yeah social media so you get a different interaction okay with my instagram followers 90 percent of my instagram followers are other detailers yeah and we're we're trying there's a load of us that are trying to get the aspect across that don't be bitching about each other Mm, mm. work together work as a community Mm. because if you're really busy Mm. and you can't fulfill someone and but you find someone that's at your level yeah and recommend them across which yeah. is how i got the e-types and how i get a few different um businesses mm. is because he's unit based and i'm mobile now when i get my unit i will still be mobile yeah i can't lose that client base no it's such a strong client base to have yeah. as well being mobile and but building that community up rather than bitching about each other just makes it so much nicer. And the amount of people that do not have manners <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, I know that taking orders for the 3D prints that I'm doing at the moment and you'll just get a message that says, what's your price list? Yeah. How much does this cost? Like, no. Hello. Yeah. At least give Talk me a hello. Talk to me like a human being. You know, you're, you're talking to someone. Yeah. So it's, hello. I was wondering how much this would be. Many yeah. thanks. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't just go, how much is that? Mm. Yeah, I suppose it's like, some people are very blunt and abrupt mm. with you know the way they approach business. I think that's the strange thing about business and running your own business, especially because when you're employed by somebody, you're almost taken away from that. So yeah. for example, if somebody was employed under you, uh, you know, OB detailing, you, they wouldn't necessarily know about that, like the, no. the messages and the rudeness or whatever. Whereas, for, <laughs> I don't know if the microphones or if you guys can hear this, but. Is he running on a treadmill? <laughs> he's either running on a treadmill or he's cutting through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> He'll fall into the studio in a minute. He'll be featuring on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it, we'll get it on the news. Man falls through the ceiling onto podcast.com. Shout out, But yeah, I think that's the strange thing is every time I talk, <laughs> oh my God. But, um, I could probably try and edit this yeah. out, maybe, hopefully. Maybe. Um, we can edit the sound a little <laughs> bit, kind of. Um, I think that's the thing, is like, learning, when you when you start a business, especially, like, you're the front of house, mm. you're the finance manager, you're the, the social media brand, yeah. uh, like, you are all of those things. Like, and learning to manage that all of that can be overwhelming. Yeah, and, and also switching off. Oh, don't. I'm terrible at switching off. Uh, when when I started the 3D prints, what, three weeks ago, and I was getting orders in, and I was like, right, well, people, there's a demand for this. So yeah. I was up to one o'clock in the morning, mm. fulfilling orders, doing the designs, invoicing people. Mm. Bearing in mind, I've already worked an eight to late doing yeah. detailing in the yeah, day. Yeah. And then I was getting back up at seven o'clock to, to then do more. go more. Yeah. And I, I started doing it and I was like, why? Mm. the prints take so long Mm. I don't need to get these designs done now and then Mm. they I can people will send me their design I will tell them how much it's going to cost I will send out that invoice Mm. and then the next evening I'll go back and I will do a design one two I have a list it's about three A5 pages long at the moment Christ of just the designs yeah 
and I'll do four or five in an evening. The next evening I'll do invoices and then I'll vice versa. Yeah. yeah so I'm yeah. back in bed by 11 o'clock, you know, yeah, an yeah, old yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm in bed by 10. <laughs> God, I wish I was that early. Oh, mate, it's so good. But then you've got to think, right, well, now we need to post on social media of the work that we're doing because 90% of my business comes from social media. Yeah, totally, totally. Sharing my work on Instagram, on Facebook, that's how I get my customer base also mm. word of mouth yes mm. I have a website do I get much from my website no mm. yes I have Yell Google again 90% of my work comes from social media yeah and if I didn't have a business on social media like I do I probably would delete my Facebook mm. because the only other thing that I use it for is scrolling through yeah. and looking time at people's wasting. live yeah. and watching videos yeah it's time wasting because I've got nothing else yeah because yeah it's time wasting yeah. like to be brutally honest that's what it is it's killing productivity and it's i'm exactly the same yeah if i didn't have to be on it i wouldn't be on it no. you know it it's such a paradoxical platform and i think it also the amount of conversations i have especially with other artists you know obviously most of my friends and people i communicate with on a day-to-day are artists obviously it's my line of work but we seem to talk about the the problems with social media especially you know facebook's and instagrams and like how it is so taxing on our mental health like Mm. and we don't realize it sometimes you know i used to um which i've spoke about in the past but i used to make like a daily vlog on instagram a daily insta vlog was the name of it um and i didn't realize how taxing that was on my mental health until i stopped about three weeks ago yeah and i haven't done it and I feel way better from it. I feel so much more relaxed. Yeah, and you, and you think people, these YouTubers are getting slayed for all the stuff that they do. Yeah, and it's like every well, day. Actually, you think they wake up in the morning, they film their life, yeah. and then before they go to bed, yeah. they have to edit that. Yeah. They yeah, spend yeah, yeah. two, three hours a day, a night, whatever, whenever they decide to edit, mm. editing it, and they have to rewatch themselves yeah. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's... It's it's that, and it's also the the brutality of how people comment as yeah. well. So, like you were saying about how people can be quite rude with regards to messaging yourself for a prize. Oh, they get a rude. They they normally get, get a rude from response. twenty pounds. That's all they get back. <laughs> Just literally twenty pounds. Like, literally from twenty pounds yeah. because they don't deserve an, a hello. If they're not going to give me, yeah, they're not going to receive. But it's interesting because some people might see that as like a it's okay to message like that because it's yeah. to the point, it's blunt. Which, yeah, in some contexts, it might be. But there is something about just being nice. Yeah. Being like, hey man, how you doing? I was just wondering how much this is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I think that must be really hard to deal with. Like, for example, comments on, you know, your YouTube video. Mm. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever had bad comments on YouTube videos. I'm going to give one later. <laughs> I'm expecting See you to like seen. dump one on this podcast. <laughs> Terrible show. Never go on it again. No, I won't be, I won't, like I said earlier, I won't be rewatching this one. Hate <laughs> the sound of my invoice. Oh, mate. But that's the thing is like, you know, I've been in positions where people have sent me nasty messages on Instagram and, yeah. you know, calling me fucking overweight and all of this shit. And it's like, when I was a bit bigger than what I am now. Um, and yeah, fuck, it's hard to deal with, mm. especially when you've got your own, when you've got mental health problems anyway. It's yeah. like, I, and I'm very open with it. I always have been. And, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety and all of these like aspects of one's mind. And then on top of that being in a 
public forum in some capacity whether it's uploading a video of myself to instagram or podcasting or youtube it whatever you're putting yourself in a public forum and a public forum that let's be honest has no rules really and then you're getting nasty shit back in return in that it's like fuck that really fucks with your head like to deal with but then you think about it with if you met that person in person Mm. how would they actually act yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good question to ask because they could slate you. Mm. You obviously don't know who they are. Mm. They then meet you in the street and they're like, ah, oh, hey, hey, and yeah, they want to yeah, be all yeah. buddy buddy because you've got this following. Yeah, that they don't have. I think that's the hardest thing. Is like when it's anonymous, that's easy, or yeah. like people whom I don't know. The hardest is when it's people you know yeah. and people that you've been friends with or whatever, or you know fairly close, and then they're the ones saying you know whatever messages. Like they're the they're the ones that are difficult to deal with, but it's like sometimes you have to kill people with kindness, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes you just got to be nice. You can call me an arsehole all you want, but if I'm like, hey man, how you doing? Yeah. on the street you're either going to be like hey yeah I'm alright <laughs> or you're going to punch me in the face it's going to be either or Yeah. and I'd much rather that than just ignore each other you know what I mean and I'm in I'm trying to be like that now because with this place it's like it's quite taxing on the mind anyways mm. just constantly you know thinking about work as you are with your work but always thinking about what's next what's next yeah. what's next and then dealing with all the other stuff as well, like all the other mental health. It's just like, okay, what can I mitigate out of my fucking mind to make my life easier? Okay, this thing, this hatred, whatever that's going on, that's quite easy to mitigate. Just be normal. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, people are always going to hate on you. It goes back to what we were saying about feeling ooh, feeling like... I was playing a harp then off the, off the mic. Um, it's like people always might see your comments as disrespectful or, yeah. or hate on you in some capacity, you know, whether that's because they think you're bragging or maybe because they think, you know, oh, I should be at this stage. Why am I not there? Jealousy, you know, whatever. But it's just understanding that people are people you know i mean people are going to naturally dislike something that they may want to be doing themselves or dislike somebody who goes against their morals and their their way forward quite interesting there's a another valetor called valet nova and he does something called nova insights which Mm. is an only fans for detailers essentially (laughs) we like to call it and um he's he's basically you subscribe to that and he gives you support. He gives you tips and tricks. If you have a question, mm. just message him on Instagram. He's the nicest. I went and did two days of training with him down in Bournemouth a couple of weeks ago. Cool. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Mm. And at the beginning, he was getting loads of hate for it. And I just turned around to him and went, you know why? And he was like, why? I was like, because they didn't think of it first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. They didn't see that business opportunity. They didn't see that there was a chance to be different. No. And Urban Valets is another one. He brings out a guide telling mm. you exactly how to valet cars, <laughs> detail cars. That's cool. And again, he gets hate on that because he's making it so accessible for people yeah. that one, it wasn't thought of before, and two, it's going to bring more people into the industry. So yeah, that's totally. fine. Yeah. It's made this industry great, but not. Yeah. You, you then need to step up and show yourself that you're better. You need to learn those new skills. Yeah. You need to be willing to adapt and Otherwise change. you'll be overtaken. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. And I think that's the thing. It's like some individuals are happy being stagnant. They're mm. happy being in a, 
a singular place and not changing. And I respect that in some manners. If you if you're happy doing that, you're happy. But then you get the people that want to keep growing and the people yeah. that want to keep changing and evolving and learning. It's like, yeah. they're the people you need to surround well, you, yourself with. You were with. talking about Jeff from Amazon on, was it the last first podcast? Oh uh, yeah, the first podcast. Yeah. So I know someone who hates on him so much. Mm. And I'm thinking, why are you hating on him? Yeah. He has made his success from his bedroom. Yeah. He started out, well, actually his garage. He started Amazon from his garage yeah 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 with like, a with a banner has, the spray painted yeah everyone has to start somewhere totally and the fact that he is now what the nearly the richest girl i, I think, think bill gates is still quite second. there yeah 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 um but he has yes he has all this money but he has grown a very very successful business totally totally and it hasn't come without sacrifice massive sacrifices i'm sure yeah now we don't know what they are and, no. and most of us don't but you can't hate on someone for their success yeah yeah totally because and you have to work at success even if you were handed it down from your if your dad was or mum was successful and you mm. were handed that success down mm. you still have to work on that otherwise it mm. then doesn't become a success yeah and it, it, it's interesting because like in in the art world, it's it's a, it's kind of like, what is success? That's the question that everybody asks themselves. I'm sure it's in other industries as well, but especially in the art world. So, like, the idea of being successful, like, what is it? That's yeah. a question. That is it having a print in the museums in London? Yeah. Is it, what is it? Totally. And it's like, if you take money out of the equation, because success is, you know, people look at that as a yeah. monetary thing. If you take money out of the situation, it's like, then the question gets really muddied. You're like, mm, okay, what is success? I don't actually yeah. know. And that's always an interesting conversation to have with people because for me, I see my own personal success as human growth. Like yeah. I want to keep growing. I want to learn. I want to get healthier, exercise more, build more. Like that's my success. Yeah. Other people have different successes. And I find those are really interesting conversations because people when you take money out of it and that's not to be like no. anti-money it's not we need it everybody yeah. needs it of course but once you take it out of it people may not know what it is they're actually trying to achieve and if you take money away from that what are you trying to do you know what I mean yeah so I am trying to work my hardest now to have an easier life later on yeah because yeah, totally. why would you want to be 65 and still working your ass off to mm. make ends meet mm. work when you're fit and healthy and young get that get that success then and yeah pass it on to someone else or step back and still take a little cut whatever it is you need to grind now mm. because mm. you're i'm not going to be able to bend over an engine bay for four <laughs> i'm not going to be able to bend over an engine bay for four and a half hours like i did last week because yeah. it kills my back now and i'm 24 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't do that when you're 65 and i think grafting like being a hard worker it's very easy to it's a, it's a conversation i've had with somebody in the past but being a grafter it's very easy to say it's just a physical thing mm. i don't think it is i think you can mentally so i use the word like grinding everybody yeah. oh, i'm grinding like it's very 2020 yeah. um the grind is real the grind is real <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's very easy to say that that is just a physical thing i don't think it's mentally it's a mindset it's like constantly moving forward 
always thinking of what's next. And it's interesting you say that about like leaning over the engine bay because that's such a physical thing, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a physically taxing thing to be doing anyways. Yeah, especially when you're in that position for a... Le- okay, you, you can lean again over something quite... Yeah. If it's for a short amount of time, minute, two minutes, whatever, mm. you, you start feeling strained, but yeah. it's nothing. No. When you're there polishing a carburetor for hours mm. or getting a, I got quite big hands so getting yeah. your hands down into a tight engine bay yeah it's just like you've got to get yourself in weird angles that, that your body isn't used to because mm. it's not every day I work on an e-type engine no not at all but that's not, the grind you know yeah. what I mean that's the grind you're in that situation it's like fuck it I've got to get this done yeah I've exactly. got to do this and, and I've got to do it good and the the graft that you, and the grind you have to do to get yourself in that position. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. For me, was three years ago when I set up OB Detailing, I put the E type on my logo, mm-hmm. and every day I saw my logo and I went, "That's what I want to work on. That mm-hmm. is my goal." Mm-hmm. And if anyone saw my stories last week of me working on them, the amount of responses I got saying how infectious my happiness was, and you could say there was a real yeah. passion there. It was com- my manners in the vlogs in comparison to the vlogs that I've done before is completely different. Mm-hmm. It was like I was a different person yeah, because you, they just you're... knew that I achieved that goal and that passion that I had. Yeah, yeah. Where do I go next? Now, if anyone has an Aston Martin DB5, <laughs> that's <laughs> where I want to go Dino. next. Well, that's coming. <laughs> But to get to that point has been a journey. And totally. I wouldn't change it. No. And that's the great thing. It's like sometimes you have to sit back and reflect because yeah. it's so easy to get caught up in that. Okay, that what's next? What's next? What's next? It's so easy to get caught up in that. And I've, I've been in that fucking mindset so much, even in the last two months that I try and make a real physical effort to stop and reflect and just think about what's been achieved. You know, success isn't necessarily the long lifetime, you know, thing that we all think it is. It's the day to day. It's like, this is your first podcast, sitting down and doing a podcast. This is a success for yourself. You've been successful because you're doing a podcast. You see what I mean? That's how, for me, my personal growth is changing in that dynamic rather than being like, well, I didn't win uh, an award or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, so I'm not successful. It's like, no, you've done this You look at Leonardo DiCaprio. How many Oscars has he won? One. Yeah. And it took him years. How long? Yeah, yeah. So long. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, we both are good friends with George. um, And he's a complete grafter. Like, he works hard, bless him. You know? And I've had the conversations with him in the past. I'm like, you just need to learn to stop and look at what you're doing, what you're achieving, what your goals of where you're going. Because you get so caught up in the day-to-day. Yeah, because I I know for a fact I'd rather be cleaning cars than trains. But the money that he gets is decent. And he can get comfortable with that, which is... Yeah. But I know that that's not what he wants to do. No. No, definitely not. And it's like he knows where he wants to go now. He's taken that time to stop and reflect and go, actually, no, this is what I want to achieve. And that's how, why I think it's so important is having that time to stop and reflect. And by the sounds of things, you already know where you want to go and the next thing you want to achieve. 
But yeah, I would almost give you like a pre-warning of being like, before you take a unit on, <laughs> just take a, a day, a day, yeah. not even a day, six hours, just sit by a lake somewhere, somewhere quiet and just think, reflect. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because as soon as you take that step through that unit, it's like, holy shit, here we go. Shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you're moving, you're, you suddenly go from moving at 50 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour. Yeah. You see what I mean? So it's like, if you don't take a bit of time in that to just be like, okay, let's breathe. Let's yeah. just breathe. You just fucking, so you, you don't you think you of what it took it? you to get this place set up. Yeah. You totally. imagine what I'm going to have to do to get it up to a yeah. state of the art detailing area. That's what I mean. It's like, if you don't take that little bit of time to stop, recharge, regenerate, yeah. get your mind in a good place. Uh, yeah. It can get fucking overwhelming. Like you just uh, like running off into the forest at full speed, you know? Yeah. So that's that's what I mean, man. It's like it's so sick, though, that you know, because a conversation we had before we started podcasting, you were telling me about like where it all sort of started, and like the interest in in um, detailing began. It's so cool to see like the you journey. Get, you're gonna ask the question, aren't you? I'm not gonna ask the no. question. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you detail? <laughs> well, you just asked yourself the question nah. there. <laughs> no, it was literally just I well starting three years ago, but. Ever since I was a kid, I was washing cars. Mm. Now, whether that's with a sponge and a bucket, which I do not recommend to anyone, <laughs> but <laughs> it's where I started. And, yeah. and going from washing with a single bucket and a single sponge over a whole entire car yeah. and making that bucket last one entire car <laughs> kills me now. <laughs> All the micro but scratches. Now, now have using the three buckets and people will be like, why is he using three buckets? But, yeah, we use three buckets, mm. and we don't use a sponge, and we are because paint is delicate, mm. and artists will know that paint is delicate. <laughs> Very much so. But there was something that I said to you that I wanted to talk about, and I think that everybody should do this: is write yourself a letter to your ten-year-old self. Yeah, totally. So Radio One are doing this thing at the moment where they are letting people write a letter to their 10 year old self because of the pandemic like you need to tell yourself that things aren't going to be as bad and you reflect mm. on it mm. now i haven't physically written it down but it's all in my head and i won't probably write it down because it's not something that <laughs> i will be reminded something. by it for this podcast, <laughs> so i won't need to write it down. but it's definitely something that it makes you think Things haven't been that bad. Totally. So I'll just go ahead and start it because it's, it's a difficult topic. So, um, dear Owen, you're only 10 years old and things are pretty crap. Um, you're being abused by your stepbrother, uh, both physically and sexually. Now things will get better. You'll move out in September. You'll move to your dad's house where things will be safe and from there you'll make some amazing friends in year six and then go into year seven where you make some even better friends from there you'll join the army cadets in year eight and you'll have a fantastic time and be very successful in that and you will achieve more than what your dad achieved in his cadet career which was always your plan and always your goal you will get a job at 14 where you'll work as a wedding waiter and pot wash and start earning money where you learn what monetary value is. You will still love your mum, even though she should have helped you sooner and she will be there 
when you are old enough to understand what happened. She will leave Steve and that would be the best thing that she's ever done, but she will be financially crippled and she will make you feel guilty for leaving. But at the end of the day, it was what you needed and it made you safe. Bev, your stepmom, is the most amazing person and was always more of a mother to you during that period than your actual mother. And your dad will always be your role model. They do not understand what went on and you will never probably end up telling them until they hear this podcast. <laughs> um, your sisters know what happened. They're, although supportive about it, we don't talk about it. And they, if you ever need to talk to them, they're always there. You'll get some girlfriends. They mm -hmm. won't be the one. You'll find Molly and she will help you for a lot of things. When you find Molly, she will help you out of the debt situation that you had to understand why you need to be out of the debt. She will support you on your road through redundancy and starting your successful business. She will break your heart, unfortunately, but these things happen and she will always be your best friend. And I know that she's always proud of you. And lastly, just succeed in life. You're going places. You will achieve what you want to achieve you don't want to go in the army although you think you do you don't so you'll go and train as a chef you know it's not for you either you'll find that your passion is in car detailing and you will make that a success so yeah take it to yourself your 24 year old self <laughs> that's powerful man yeah. how did that feel just getting that off your chest um, like just talking about it kind of like a relief like I've welled up <laughs> it was yeah, kind of difficult yeah yeah I it's can not, imagine it's so when Molly was really the only person who knew um she helped me so much through it into the fact that now I'm comfortable talking about it I have mm. friends that know about it yeah yeah um they no one will understand what I went through because it's what I went through mm. but it's really cliche to say but a thought shared is a thought halved. Mm. So now the fact that Molly knew, it was kind of like a relief because it made me think, actually, it's not that bad. Mm. She, I used to have night terrors and all sorts. And I can remember the last night terror that I had was I was up at the University of Loughborough with her, which is where she's at uni. We were in a nice single bed together and I had a night terror. And to have this all of a sudden this warmth mm. and weight around me mm. to comfort me to wake up to that rather than to wake up mm. in shock mm. just made me feel that actually everything's things okay. aren't that bad yeah yeah things yeah. are better now you don't need to worry about what happened totally totally um and it will always be a part of me yeah 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 and but, yeah and i think that's the thing is it's, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like when we've been through mentally difficult things, like whether it's something that happened to us physically yeah. or heartbreak or whatever it might be, um, you know, it, it, you can grow from it. Yeah, definitely. And it's hard to see in the moment, but really hard to see that like there is growth in that even five years on however many years it's it can be hard to see yeah. that and i think 
once you figure that out, once you figure that you can conquer a demon or whatever it might be, yeah, the 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 relief that comes from that. Yeah. Well, if I my escape was always either cycling mm. or detailing cars yeah. because you spend hours on your own reflecting on that work that you're doing or mm. having time to think with the cycling mm. that that's now how I got away with it um, how that's my getaway um, whereas before when I was in school my getaway from it was helping others mm. so if they were going for a shit time I'd listen to them I'd help them out and I have a friend who was my first ever girlfriend back in primary school so not a real girlfriend but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I know what you mean but when I left Trowbridge to come and live in Burnham with my dad um, she I spoke to her for years and years and years and she was always going for a shit time and she was yeah. self harming and stuff like that and I'd always be there for her but that made me feel good because I was helping someone else. Yeah, in, totally. Have the same thought, well, not the same thoughts, but similar mental battles. Yeah. Because we all battle different things and mm. no person is the same. So you can't relate to anyone. No. And you can understand. You can understand the struggles. Yeah. But you can't physically why. know what that felt like. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. You don't know what exactly. They can explain to you what happened yeah. if they feel comfortable. Mm. But even then it's you're only getting what they're telling you they won't mm. always tell you everything no no and that's the thing is when you're reflecting on something like you some especially something you know major in your life yeah. to somebody not to yourself but to somebody it's easy to miss bits and take little bits out to make it easier to explain yeah you can never fully fully detail something back to somebody you know back in <clears throat> back in 2018 i had a uh, a really bad mental health breakdown I'm, i've been very open with it yeah. on social media and uh i tried committing suicide and you know when i reiterate that story to people of how i felt in that moment although i'm trying to be as open and honest to whether it's a counselor mm -hmm. or a very trusted person in my life there's bits that i'm taking out yeah. for my own you know mental insecurity. safety yeah and insecurity of hoping that somebody else doesn't look at that in a certain way yeah but i think that's natural to be like that it's only when you find a release you can start to calm those nerves yeah. you know cycling by the sounds of things has been your relief and your work as well with car detailing uh, mine's been arts and you know running yeah have been my releases and once you find those things and me meditating recently i've started really getting into meditating i don't have time for that yeah <laughs> make time <laughs> um when you start to find those releases you can start to actually break these things down yeah. and be much more open with them you know and it's really you know, powerful for yourself to, for the letter that you just wrote to yourself then to be so open and honest. Like I could feel that yeah. in me, your honesty to yourself, you know? But it's, it's like when I've told friends in the past, they're like, Oh, Owen, oh, I'm like, no, I don't want your sympathy. No, no, no. Do no. not want it. I want you to understand yeah. that we all go through shit. Mm. I don't want your sympathy. I don't want you to look at me differently. Mm. which is why you also miss the fact because you don't want people to look at you differently mm. 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 yeah and I think there's definitely an element of that but I think once you get over not get over that's the wrong terminology but when you 
understand that people are going to look at you differently no matter what. Mm. People look at you differently for the shoes you wear. Yeah. So why the fuck does it matter? You shouldn't see them wear work shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I wear Brocast. I changed these. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I literally wear Brocast on mine anyways. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like, society is so, we're judging each other without even knowing. It's yeah. subconscious. Subconsciously. You, you look at someone and you look them up and down first. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do. But you, also you try and gauge their body gesture as well if you're first introducing yourself totally. like you look them up and down you see right how am i introducing myself are they threatening are yeah. they are they nervous are, you know how how is that conversation that interaction sort of taking place that's natural i think but when yeah like judgment is weird because we feel that we're scared of judgment from other people, mm -hmm. which is almost natural at this point. Well, I think it has been. But when you get to a point where you're used to being judged or you're used to understanding that no matter what you do, no matter how much you try, you're going to get people judging you about every fucking little thing in your yeah. life. You're going to need there's, to put a warning on this podcast. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's an explicit and also a warning. <laughs> but... um yeah, when you get to that point where you stop overly caring about the judgment people have on yourself. Yeah. That's fucking freedom. Like that's freedom of your mind. And I for my personal for my personal growth that I've been on in the last two and a bit years, it's taken me a lot to get to that point yeah. where I am no longer necessarily worrying about the judgment of others. Of course it's subconscious. I can never turn that shit no. off. It's in, our, it's in my mind. But what I can do is I can sit down and think about it. I can reflect on it. Yeah. I can take a moment and be like, this is normal. It's good. You can still be you. You can still talk openly. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of that comes with being a creative in some capacity and being in the creative industry. Because we're all very open and honest, whether it's about our sexuality or whatever it might be in some context. Whereas other industries, and this is me not being bearing on them in any ways, but heavy industries, yeah. especially men in heavy industries, that open and honesty is almost nil in yeah. some ways. Of the heavy industry that I've seen anyway, personally, this is my personal story to everyone that's listening or watching. Yeah, it's different. And being able to understand the situation you find yourself in and the people that you surround yourself with is so fucking valuable because it helps you grow as a person, I think. Yeah. But also, you, there's, unfortunately, there's still the, this stereotype of men shouldn't cry. Mm. Oh, Why? mate, I cry every fucking day. <laughs> like, why, why can't we cry? Mate, I'm crying now. <laughs> <laughs> Your story. <laughs> but it's like, why can't men cry? We we aren't this masculine face that we we show ourselves as. Mm. We all we all have these deep dark secrets, these totally. deep thoughts that can't be controlled. You don't know what they've gone through. So if they need to cry, just cry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think I think the toxic masculinity that is in certain aspects of life it's hard to step away from that because we're born into it in some ways. Yeah. And that's the thing that I feel very strongly about, not just the next generation, but the generation after that and the generation after that is having a world that people refer to as snowflakes and, mm. you know, okay, in some aspects, potentially, yeah. yeah. 
but at least we're open and honest. They're being open and honest with their emotions and how they feel. Men, yeah, men should be able to fucking cry. Yeah. But some generations that are still around to this day believe very strongly that men must be masculine and drink dirty pints. Yeah. And yeah, if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. If that's, you know, okay with you, it's totally cool. It's up to you. But don't let that control you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the thing that I've really been trying to do is not allow other people's judgment of how I should be as a human, whether I'm open with my emotions. And yeah, I cry like fucking once a week sometimes <laughs> just from stress probably more than anything else. But that's because I'm comfortable with doing that within yeah. myself because I've been able to get myself to that point. And this is what I try and say is like, you can get to that point if that is what you want to be. If you want to be comfortable, which by the sounds of things, you're now on a journey of finding that comfortable, like being comfortable. Yeah, and, so and Molly sort of like was... The last 18 months, yeah. sort of, I'm in that place where actually you can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's such it's a big fucking step. Yeah, and that is such a big step. I can't tell tell you how big yeah. that is from my own personal experience, and other people will say the same thing to you: as being able to be in a position where you can sit down and talk about it openly, and yeah. be okay with talking about it, and comfortable to a certain extent with talking about it. There's only growth from that. There's no negativity. And if there anyone, if people put judgment on that, fuck those people. Yeah. That's the last thing I will say. Because like, they don't get it. If you, if you don't even want to sit down and understand somebody else or try and understand their story, don't bother. No. Because why, what are you going to do? Put a nasty comment? Or are you going to be like, oh, this fucking guy you know just leave it <laughs> leave it you know what i mean like and that's i suppose goes back to this men don't cry if that's your waypoint on life how you feel keep it to yourself <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm not walking around toting men should cry yeah. you know sc screaming it from the hilltops i'm not but that's how i feel so if you feel that men shouldn't cry cool keep it to yourself yeah it's just like knowing what you should and shouldn't say to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. If if someone looks like shit mm. and you're going to meet them, you don't don't just say, Hey, is everything okay? Don't go yeah. to them and go, Oh, you look like shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it de obviously depends on the dynamic you have with that person. So if you're really close friends with them, oh, yeah, and you if it's like that, George, like yeah, I turn around sure. George and go, I'll George, make... you need some sleep, mate, you look yeah. like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said that to me the other day. <laughs> but yeah, but if that was somebody on the street Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just fucking plain rude. Like, and I think that's self-growth as well because it's very easy to allow other people's opinions and fucking judgments on you to control your mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have you have to try and be mentally, you know, have a mental fortitude. You know, I, me, myself, I follow a guy called David Goggins. He's, I speak about him all the fucking time on social media. Just typical. But he he's like an ultra athlete. Um, he does like ultra marathons and all these things. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. Anyways, the way he thinks about exercise is from a mental toughening perspective. Not from a, oh, men shouldn't cry mental yeah. toughening. From a being able to deal with, diverse, uh, deal with um, adversity and deal with tough times. 
he 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 calls it uh, callousing your mind, putting calluses on your on your mind. Like I yeah. got calluses on my hands, and I'm sure you do from from. Uh, my hands are pretty soft. Actually, yeah, water. car wash. Yeah, think about. Um, <laughs> Although they are kind of destroyed. From, yeah, that's what I said. They must be pretty dry. Yeah, yeah from the yeah. microfiber. Yeah. yeah, but like he talks about like mentally callousing your mind by like going on these long runs and f- using exercise to like physically push put yourself in a position where you have to get through. Yeah. And I think that is so true that, yeah, we should be more able to be open, especially in society and men, young men in society, be open with their emotions. But we also have to be able to deal with them in our own heads. We have to build a level of ability to deal with certain things. And that comes with time. It comes with practice. It comes with patience and it comes with hard work. Like you have to put the time and the energy in to build those calluses up in your mind. And I'm not saying this to be like to anyone that's listening or watching and yourself that to say that I'm like mentally hard. Fuck no, am I mentally hard? I still have days where I wake up and I don't want to get out of bed because I'm so anxious of life. But I have learned a lot from putting myself in positions to mentally push myself, you know, and I think there's a lot to be had from that. And like, for example, you're working long days, you're probably learning a lot subconsciously from putting those hours in, from grinding away, knowing that you can do that on a day to day. Like that's mentally callousing your mind. So that's where setting goals comes into play as well. Because if you don't have a goal, then you don't have a reason. Mm. And if you don't have a reason, you're going to stay in bed. Yeah. If you, if you wake up in the morning, oh, I really don't want to get out of bed. Like I do when it's raining. I'm mm. like, well, if I don't get out of bed, I'm not bettering myself. No. I'm not learning a new skill. I'm not achieving my overall goal of making a successful business. Mm. Mm. If I don't do that, if I stay in bed that day, that customer is going to be like, oh, we didn't come because it's raining. Yeah. Or we couldn't be bothered. Yeah. So then he tells his friend, which I may have got from him. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a domino effect. It's a catch-22 again. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So you, although, yes, you have to have your days off. And I go, sorry, I'm fully booked. And then I'm like, oh, I got a day off today. They're like, oh, you could have done my car. Like, no. Yeah. I've taken one day off this month. I'm not doing your car. No. You can wait. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I learned the hard way that you have to give yourself time. You have to be able to give yourself a day a week, yeah. a day every two weeks, if you really a must, <laughs> a day, a day a month, maybe. But like giving yourself the time to rest, giving yourself the time to, I know I talk about reflecting all the time and it's a big thing for me, but may not be for others, but giving your time to reflect is so like, you know, uh, able to grow. You're able to yeah. find a lot of growth in that. And yeah, it stops I, you from burning out as well. Which I is had good. a my first, since dying. I had my first. Oh, I can't be bothered with this moment a few mm. weeks ago when it okay. was frosty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You try and clean a car at minus <laughs> one, okay? You spray water on it, yeah, and the water freezes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and it's that moment I was like, oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah. But then you think, well, no, if. I'm something I'm gonna have to deal with. I'm a mobile valeter. This yeah. happens during the winter. Yeah. In the summer, I'm like, ugh, the water's drying too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you know, you can't have your your spring and autumn times all year. Round. <laughs> you want the summer long days. You don't yeah. want the winter shorter days. But then no. you don't want the frost. But you don't want the heat. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
where do we want to be in <laughs> in a unit <laughs> which we're going which we're going and then the employees will come yeah which is well that's the thing big. man it's like you know we're running up on an hour and a half so but let's, um, <laughs> let's power through three hours Two part <laughs> we'll go for a coffee come back <laughs> but that's the thing is like you know you're you're you've been able to get yourself in a position where you are able to find your own personal growth and business growth like there's nothing more you can ask for in life yeah. you know what i mean and you're in your fucking mid-twenties, man. Like, try and remember that. Try and well, tell yourself see, that. See, the plan was, before being made redundant, I was going travelling in 2023. Okay. I Where are we going to travel? 66 different countries in the year. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I go, basically on, I, don't, yeah. I go big. I don't go home. I go big. <laughs> I was about to say, that's basically an aeroplane every other day. Almost. Yeah, so it, worked, it was... We, we literally got a map and we literally drew we had to do one change, which yeah. was we were flying into China, then flying to Japan, then going back to Beijing. Yeah. But because their visa system is crap, mm. we needed to buy two visas, and their visas are expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So China, if you were in China, you need to get a visa. <laughs> prepare to have your bank account robbed. Um, Literally and figuratively. <laughs> also, yeah. to be robbed. <laughs> they probably hacked it as well. <laughs> um, but we had to change it so that we were actually going from Hong Kong, Shanghai... I think that's right. <laughs> My geography is not great. And then to Beijing and then go back over to Japan and then come back to Beijing just to stay in the airport to obviously catch a connecting flight because mm. we didn't need a second visa. But it's things like that, like that was my goal. And then to be made redundant and having to start my business and go, I can't drop the business for you. Mm. Mm. Traveling is going to have to wait and yeah. I'm going to have to do it in sections. I can't just do it in a year. No. Well, this is the thing is I suppose a goal that you could set yourself is to build enough of a business and an employee list to yep. be able to do that. I don't think I could. I don't think I could leave it that long. I'm no. too hands on. Do you reckon? If I had a business still going with people doing it for me, I wouldn't still mm. wouldn't trust them. Well, luckily we live in the world of smart TVs. <laughs> Checking on the cameras. We're literally looking at the CCTV while we're walking I'll, I'll around like, Beijing. 3D printer's fine. 3D printer's fine. Yeah. <laughs> John, working well. Yeah. Stephen, working Every well. Every morning. Amy, working fantastic. <laughs> oh, God, Pete. Pete, you just need to... Oh, come on, Pete. Come sort on, your Pete. shit out, mate. Get John, get ahead. Come on, mate. <laughs> put, him in the, put him in his place, Pete. You, uh, <laughs> going along about this, like talking on the phone, have you seen yeah. what they're doing these days? The no. Ki the kids are these days. No. Yeah, well, call me, mate. Call me. It's like... No, Wait, a full hand? Yeah. Cause oh, yeah, because the phone's so big. Because the phone mate, is a flat and it's not like this anymore. It's like, bad. hello, hello. Mate, that's <laughs> so mad. I still remember my first flip phone, bro. I had a Motorola Razor. Same, mate. <laughs> Motorola Razor's game changer phone. You see, they brought a new one out. Which the folding screen. Fold. Oh, don't, mate. I was so tempted to buy one. I know, one. they're really expensive, though. Like two and a half thousand pounds, I think, or something ridiculous. I think you can only buy them in America yeah. as well. And yeah, also, yeah. you get grit in it because yeah, it's not glass. It. Yeah. It's Honestly, one of my life life goals one of my ambitions is in my work in my career is to be able to do everything on one device mm -hmm. so like you know not just send emails but like edit video edit we're photography we're very close with folding phones yeah. i really want somebody to bring out like a laptop or a decent size like tablet yeah. that can fold up into a mobile phone that's what if i could have that and it works flawlessly i would happily throw yeah. down a lot of money on that because like I hate that. So I use a MacBook Pro to edit. 
Um, I have to carry, it's the brand new one, so I have to carry about 13 dongles with me everywhere I go because yeah, it doesn't have, have a U- port. Yeah, it's so annoying. See, I, I have a PC that I've built myself. Okay, that's what this podcast is being recorded on. Yeah. So it's like, I've got so many different computers all yeah. over the place. But yeah, like, the one thing that I hate is having to carry all of that shit around. Mm. So like on a shoot day, for example, if I'm doing a shoot in a studio but not this studio yeah. and a different studio i'd have to carry a laptop dongles camera gear all of that stuff like phone phone charger laptop charge all of that yeah into a backpack fuck sakes you know what i mean like, i'd yeah. much rather just have and, and then you get to your shoot and you're like i forgot that dongle it's like oh damn it that dongle or the one that i always forget is memory cards yeah. i forget a memory card almost every other shoot it is terrible but yeah like that's what i want to do is be able to like just fold it out and there's my laptop and then fold it away and there's my phone sort yeah. of thing but yeah um what was i gonna say completely forgot well me. going on to my unit yeah. i need somebody from the collective yes uh, we did briefly mention this so Explain a little bit what you're looking So, uh, I've got a 1,200 square foot unit coming, which one and a... So, obviously, the roller shutters are on the front. Mm. You go in, one wall's going to be lined with pallet wood because it's cheap. Yeah, easy. Uh, The back wall... There'll be a wall coming out from the back, which will block off the detailing bay. Mm. And then that still that other back wall will be pallet. So, over on... The left-hand side, if it works out in this orientation, I don't know which way around they're doing the roller shutter yet, yeah. will be a blank white wall. And I would like somebody from the collective to come and do a mural on okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we can get that sorted for you. We can yes. put it in the collective. Yeah, no worries, man. Well, as you just heard Owen say, if you've made it through this podcast, <laughs> which has been a very deep and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> conversation Different. that we've had, if... <laughs> Big, like big if. title um you have just got a heads up before it goes in the collective so yeah. um but yeah hopefully end of february beginning of march perfect we'll get yeah we'll get if, we'll get something that is the time frame currently I've, i want to be in by march for the new number plates good idea. which makes sense for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally totally yeah that works quite well for us actually as well the collective um and then you can hold an expedition it's big enough space once I have my show don't card done. Fu- don't fucking tempt me like that, Owen. Because I'm show about card to. Done, that could be like I'm, I'm about to like. Mural. Don't. Other artists. Don't stuff. tell me I've got a, like a place to put artists because it's about to go crazy. I mean, it's 1,200 square feet. That's pretty big. Also, I'm not there every day because I'm still mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, all of these things, you're starting to so get the if wheels you work spinning. On cars, <laughs> if you work on cars or you're another valitor yeah. that needs a space to rent, it's £50 for 12 hours. <laughs> need that money I need yeah. to pay that rent <laughs> but yeah so where can everybody check you out sort of social media etc uh, so at OB Detailing Facebook Instagram uh, my 3D prints is at OB 3D prints I think <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you go down to the link below guys and if you need anything 3D printing hit honestly. me honestly I've got two now. Well, I have one and a half. It's on order. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half. Intro. <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you uh, want to check out Owen's um, OBD detailing, go down to the link OBD below. OBD OBD. OBD detailing. OBD detailing. OBD detailing. Make sure you go down to the link below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're on Spotify, it's all in the description as well. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man, having a chat. Anytime. 
It's been a... I'll be back. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, so sick. I love it. When, I forget like, that's a pod- Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's amazing. It? You. It's so good. Like, I say that to everybody when like podcasts, their first podcast, I'm like, look, the first 10 minutes, you'll be really awkward. Trust yeah. me. I know. But give it 10 minutes. Just make it feel like a conversation just keep doing and you'll this be fine. The yeah. Because you're trying to get away from the microphone. But <laughs> yeah, once you've done like 10, 15 minutes into it, you actually forget about the camera and everything but yeah so but yeah guys make sure you go down to the link below check out all of the instagrams links everything and if you need cars detailing in the southwest you know the man's i'll go anywhere you pay me i'll go anywhere anywhere i like i like a a little trip away (laughs) i'll pay for the accommodation you just pay for my fuel that sounds like a plan yeah so yeah guys uh appreciate you coming on man and uh, sharing some cool stuff and uh yeah guys take care stay safe COVID-19 and all, but see you guys very soon.